Welcome to the Gathered Podcast. We survive in tribulation. We are not exempt from it. As Christians, we know that we can turn to God as our refuge in the storm. And while God can and certainly does protect us in the middle of any storm, and truthfully at all moments, He doesn't stop the storm. The rain falls on the just and unjust alike. Matthew chapter 5, verse 45. Yet throughout our Christian life, we are taught that God will shield us from the trials of this world. The reason for this is that it is easier to teach this than to teach something else. It is not easy to explain that, though we may do everything right before God, we too may suffer failure or adverse situations. But such lessons are dangerous and anti-biblical because they ignore the biblical witness and even the witness of the church fathers and they set up for us a terrible expectation of God. We are then disappointed when God does not meet these expectations. Let's start at the best place to start, the beginning. When God promises protection and blessing, we often take these as absolute, as in, He will protect us from everything and anything. He will place us in a bubble. If we have faith, then we will always succeed, and no harm shall befall us. After all, if God is for me, who can be against me? Romans chapter 8, verse 31. Yet not a single one of us can say that we have not experienced loss, failure, or tragedy. So this absolute way of thinking creates a dilemma for us. God has promised us protection and blessing, yet we still have experienced hardship. We have experienced losses of all degrees. The good news is that this dilemma is a false one. The bad news is that the initial understanding is wrong. Let's read Romans chapter 8, verse 31 in context. Romans chapter 8, verses 31 through 39. What then are we to say about these things? If God is for us, who is against us? He who did not withhold his own son, but gave him up for all of us, will he not with him also give us everything else? Who will bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is to condemn? It is Christ Jesus who died, yes, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed intercedes for us. Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Will hardship, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sore? As it is written, for your sake we are being killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. When he writes these words, Paul isn't claiming that we will be saved from all trial and tribulation. He is saying that even when the tribulation and trials come, God will be with us. We are overcomers in Christ, not because we have never seen hardship. We are overcomers because we have seen hardship and have passed through these victoriously. We must all pass through the valley of the shadow of death, but we do not fear because our God is with us, in the valley as well as in the mountains. The truth is that God set us upon this world, and by our own actions, we've introduced evil into it. The creation groans under the effects of our actions, Romans chapter 8, verses 22 through 23, something that is even more apparent today. And while God helps us survive in the fire we started, we are still in it. 
Now, admittedly, why God doesn't stop the spread of evil is something that no one can explain with certainty. But we trust that the Lord who produced the solution to evil in Christ knows what he is doing. The reality then is that we live in this world where there is constant chaos and tribulation. And these things, by simple logic, will visit us. So what does that make of God's promise? Simple. God's promise is one of protection in the tribulation, an anchor in the storm, if you will. Hebrews chapter 6, verses 18 through 19. Yes, we will be in difficult situations, but these will not utterly destroy us. We will be blessed in the storm, in the fire, and in the chaos. That is what trust in God's promise has been about since the beginning, making it through this world. And while yes, it sounds great to hear that by having faith we will never experience hardship, it is not the truth. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 3. But I think that the trust we place in God provides us with something much more powerful. Peace in the middle of the storm. Peace that surpasses understanding. It is not this fragile thing that is shattered by doubt the second that the day of evil strikes. Rather, it is a firm understanding that nothing can separate us from Christ, and as such, we have nothing to fear in this world. It gives us the tenacity to face every day and its challenges, knowing that we may be knocked down, but Christ will lift us up again. The early church faced tribulation and persecution, but they overcame with the power of Christ. And so us too, as we face our own persecutions and trials, rely on our faith in God, not to spare us of the challenge, but to help us overcome it. I point you to Daniel's three friends. They were thrown in the furnace, Daniel chapter 3, verses 8 through 30. God's angel does not pull them out of the fire. They are still in it. But the angel of the Lord remains with them, and they are able to withstand the blaze. Similarly, Daniel is not ejected from the den of lions. He is saved while the lions are right there next to him. Daniel chapter 6. So too Jesus dies, but he is not left to wallow in the death he experienced. He is resurrected. Acts chapter 2 verse 24. But death still made its attempt to hold him. So too must we then see God's promise of protection not as a guarantee that nothing bad will ever happen, but that when something bad does happen, we have a refuge, a strong tower, a shield to pass the storm under. When viewed in the context of the reality of the Israelites and later the early church, we see that this makes the most sense. God is with us in the troubles. He suffers these together with us. And yes, there are moments where he will intervene and we glorify him for it. But it doesn't mean that we will never know bad days. Instead, God promises and promised that he would not forsake us. He would be with us through it all until the end of the age. Matthew chapter 28, verse 20. So instead of cursing God when the trials come, let us remain firmly planted in Christ, so that come whatever may, we will be standing on him when the waters recede, the fires burn out, and the chaos is calmed. Thanks for listening. I'm Pastor Elvis, and we'll talk again soon.